Father God, we just thank you once again for each and every person that's here today. And Father, we thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for their life. And we thank you that they will fulfill that plan and that purpose. We thank you today as we go to study your word. We thank you that your word will not return void. But Father God, we thank you that that word will penetrate the hearts and the lives of each and every one of us and help us to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. But we thank you that most of all, we'll take forth the word that we hear that springs forth life on the inside of us. And we'll go out to the highways and the byways and share the love of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying and hurting world. Father God, we thank you for revival to this nation. We thank you, Father, for revival to this generation. We thank you, Father, for signs, wonders, miracles, and healings taking place in our midst. And we thank you we come not in our own strength, not in our own power, not in our own might, not in our own ability, but your strength, your power, your might, and your ability that you be lifted up. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that lives big on the inside of us, that leads us and guides us and shows us the way and gives us utterance to speak with all boldness, the uncompromising gospel of Jesus Christ. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your anointing this here tonight. That anointing, we just stir that anointing up right now. And we thank you, Father, if there's anyone that's here that needs healing, whether it be physical healing, financial healing, emotional healing, or whatever it might be, we thank you, Father, for ministering to them tonight. We thank you that anointing will saturate them and that anointing will change them. Father God, right now, we come to you on behalf of this nation coming against this virus right now. And we thank you, Father, that 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 you are, you are here with us. And, and we, first of all, we thank you for protecting each and every one of us. And we thank you, Father, right now that this virus is being eradicated, Father. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for the healing power of God flowing out all over this nation right now. We thank you, Father, that this virus must die in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that, that these people who are sick, we, we thank you, Father, for the healing power of God flowing in their bodies, Father. We thank you, Father, right now. We come against any kind of fear and panic that, that, this, that this nation and this world is going through. We thank you, Father, for, for, for healing other nations around the world. We, 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 we thank you right now for China, for Italy, and for Iran, and all the, those nations that have really been hit hard, Father. We just thank you right now that you're pouring out your spirit upon all of us right now. Father, we, we pray for our president. We pray for our governor. We pray for our, our city, state, county, and, and, and government officials, Father, right now. We thank you for that. You're giving them wisdom and knowledge in order to handle this in a rightfully manner. We, we, we pray for, for all the medical team and the, and the doctors and the scientists right now that, that are coming up with, with cures and things right now. We thank you that you're guiding their hand, that you're helping them. And Father God, we thank you. We just pray this nation will come together, united as one, as, as one nation under God, Father. And Father, we thank you that whatever the devil meant for, for bad, you mean for good and we thank you that revival will break out because because this nation is coming together and bowing their knees and praying and we just thank you father today as it is a national day of prayer thank you father for our president that's bold enough to to to, to proclaim that it's time to, to 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 you know when we don't know what to do it's time to just trust in the lord and father god we just thank you for that we we thank you for everything that you're doing both here and around the world right now in the name of jesus we pray Amen, amen. You may be seated. Praise God. God is a good God. Amen. 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 Before I was going to get to what I really wanted to preach on, I do want to talk a little bit about, about you know, what we need to do during this time. I mean, um, some of you might have noticed that whenever you've got here at church that the mayor here of Oklahoma City um, declared this a state of emergency, um, you know, and there's 
there's going to be some restrictions and more restrictions they're probably going to put on. But um, 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse number 7, all of you can probably quote this scripture. Paul told Timothy, he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And I tell you what, I mean, I understand, I mean, you know, this is a critical time, but the media is really trying to produce fear and panic. All right, I mean, you know, we have to understand there's facts and we have to understand there's faith and, and, and we do need to take precautions. They said the best thing you can do is wash your hands for 20 seconds. And I'm here to tell you that most people probably do not wash their hands for 20 seconds. You know, you might wash your hands, but you probably don't sit there for 20 seconds. And so you can find ever whatever kind of prayer you might want to say for 20 seconds. And that will, you know, you know, I, I will say my hands are a little more chapped now because I haven't washed my hands more. You know, and I'm not trying to be, always be funny, but I am funny, so it doesn't matter anyway. But I, I, I bet you that, that we're going to notice that from last year to this year, that in, in um, February and March, that we have less cases of the flu than, than we normally have. But because, because most of us actually, what you're really doing is keeping someone from getting the flu. All right. I mean, you know, right now there are seven cases now. In Oklahoma, one case, the first case, one guy in Tulsa County, he actually has, has tested negative three times. And so he's, he's out of it. So re- really, there's actually only six cases. And I will say, to, just to kind of ease some people's mind, he was like 55 years old, a, a male, and he really didn't have, you know, it, it, it was fairly mild. I mean, he, he did fine. All right. And, and, and if something, you know, do you realize that, you know, I'm not talking about in the Christian community, I'm talking about in the world. In, in the world, if you were to catch, catch this, that 97% of you, you know, you would, you would be okay. And, you know, in which maybe within a percent or so that might die of the flu. And I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, people dying is not a good thing, all right? But, but you know, we have, what, what we have right now is fear of the unknown. Everyone here, I'm, I'm here to say, I'm, I'm sure everyone here has actually had the flu sometime in their life. And anyone, everybody here say, yeah, I've had the flu sometime in my life. And I'm not going to compare it to the flu, but I'm saying, because you have the flu, you know what the flu feels like. And even if it's uncomfortable, you, you know it, but you've never had this virus, so we don't even know what it feels like. We don't really know how it would affect us. And, and you know, we, we all know how the flu kind of affects us. And, you know, and, and, you know from a Christian perspective, we can, we can come against that. But, man, let's just not be panicking. But you know what? Today's an opportunity that when you find someone who is, to tell them about, about God yeah. and how God's still in control. Maybe you should go back to Children's Church, you know, when God had the whole world in his hands. Remember when that time was? And say, so, you know, God still has the whole world in his hands. And God still loves this world. And he cares about this world. And, and, and he's still here helping us and, and guiding us and leading us. You know, and, but when the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, that means anything that's giving a spirit of fear is not from God. It's, it's from the devil. And I'm not saying that CNN and other news report is from the devil. I'm not going to be like Donald Trump. He might say that. But I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, there's no reason to panic about everything. Right. All right. And what's interesting is, and, and we won't know until all the stats are there, but, you know, we had the H1N1 virus. Some of you might have actually caught that one. You know, they call it the swine flu. And unfortunately, 12,000 people lost their life. All right. I mean, you know, in, in, in America, more worldwide. And there was something in like a hundred and something thousand cases, or I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't have them out right here, but the point is we did nothing. No one grabbed about it. No one talked about it. 
You know, and, and this could be worse. I'm not saying that it is or it's not. I, I'm just saying that, um, that, that you know, we're, we're really kind of, you know, maybe it's because we didn't have social media. You know, it wasn't as big then. And, you know, and all the, you know, we had social media back then, but it wasn't as big. And, and all, and, you know, hysteria sells. But praise God that, you know, we can have faith. Now, we as a church have, my dad has a saying, it says the natural and the supernatural coming together makes us both a force for God. So we do believe in doing things in the natural, like washing your hands, like, like maybe avoiding some hand contact because they say that, you know, the best way to spread is through hand contact. You know, if you're going to cough, actually the best thing is not to cough into your hands, but to cough you know, in your elbow or whatever. But then if you're going to put a cough in your elbow, you know, you know, you know, don't cough on the other side. And, you know, if you're going to, if you want to fist bump people, don't go like this and cough, you know, and then fist bump them because that's not good. You know, or don't cough in someone's face. I mean, that's probably, you know, a, a, a good thing. Um, but, um, you know, and right now we actually don't know everything about this. There was um, one of the gentlemen who was one of the first ones to get it on the Princess Cruise Line that he got, got it, but his wife never did. And, and, you know, finally they were quarantined away from each other, but at first they were not. And he, she never developed any symptoms. And, and they, they were with each other with the, you know, for, for two weeks or something, you know, whenever he had it. And so it was, um, you know, we just don't know a whole lot. But like I said, we have a fear of the unknown. But I want to read a scripture that, um, you know, says a lot. John 14, verses 13 and 14. And um, this is a scripture we need to think about when we pray. It says, this is Jesus talking, red letters. It says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So you know what? We need to ask in the name of Jesus, first of all, that that flu will not over, that, that, flu, that virus will not overtake us. Amen. But you know, that's why, but we also should ask in the name of Jesus, that whatever we ask, whatever we ask, that will be eradicated. Well, how's that going to happen? It's not for me to figure out how, it's for me to ask. See, a lot of times we're trying to figure out, well, how is that going to happen? How, I mean, you know, is it going to get hot or, or, or whatever in the heat? Well, I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Bible says that whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, he's going to do it. But you know what? If, if we have not because we ask not, ask what we will and it shall be done. So I think more of us need to start asking. Amen. You know, and, and, and maybe if, if you got it, maybe it wouldn't be a big deal, but it is a big deal if some people get it. All right, because I know some young people say, well, they say they don't really affect young people a whole lot, so they're not worried about it. You know, but, but, you know, we should use precaution. I get that. It's okay to use precaution. God gave us a brain to use. All right, n- n- not one to abuse. And, and so, um, you know, we should start asking what we want. So I, I want to encourage you at least one time a day, at least one time a day until this is over, let's ask. You know, maybe if you have morning devotions, let's ask, first of all, that it won't, you know, come near you or near your family, according to, to, to the 91st Psalm. But secondly, let's ask that it be eradicated in the United States and all around the world. Amen. Now, how's that gonna, how, how, how is God going to do it? I don't know. It's not up to me to know. It's up to me to ask. It says whatever we ask, not, not whatever we know. But whatever we ask in his name. So we, we need to ask that in the name of Jesus. So, so I want to encourage you. I'm going to do it multiple times a day because, because I want to. And not, not because I'm begging God, but because I want to continue to ask. Maybe you should do this every time you pray, whether you're praying for your food, whether you're praying for your, to go to bed, whether you're praying in the morning. Maybe every time you pray, let's ask. 
I mean, that, that can be a part of your prayer. It doesn't have to be your only prayer, but that's one thing. And if there's other things that you need to ask for, let's ask for those things too. Because the Bible says whatever you ask. But today, actually, um, I was going to, or I am, I'm going to um, do a faith message. And I'm not 100% sure. I have to go back into the journals. But it's probably the first message I preached here at this church. I, I don't know if it is or not. But, but um, usually I kind of speak on it a, a number of times a year because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I want to, I want to, this is the last time I'm going to be speaking here at the, here in Oklahoma City. Now, I do want to let you know, you can join us online at raymond.tv, um, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday night, Sunday night at Wednesday, Wednesday night at, 6, at 7 p.m. And you can watch us raymond.tv or on Facebook live. Um, and so you can still, um, plus we have all our other services there. You can, you can watch that. Um, um, but so you can still watch our services, but do encourage you, the Teddies are here in town and, and if their church is not convenient, they could lead you to some other places that, you know, that, that might be more convenient. Let them know where you live in the city and maybe something closer to you as well. Um, but I want to go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. I want to read the verse that I, that's my keynote verse. Now, I know Mark eleven twenty three and 24 is my grandfather's keynote verse, but mine is Mark eleven twenty two, And I believe if we can get a hold of Mark eleven twenty two, we can change our lives. And I want to leave you off with Mark eleven twenty two, and it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And see, you know, during all our life we need to have faith in God, especially times like this, when it, when 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 everybody's like doesn't know what to do, we can have faith in God. Now, you know, another translation of have faith in God is the money translation. If you've ever heard the money translation, that's the one on your money. All right? It says, In God we trust. And God we trust, or have faith in God. And it's, I think it's really, you know, interesting, because this money doesn't say in the government we trust. Even though it's provided by the United States government. But it says in God we trust. And that, that's what our founding fathers, they wanted th- this government to trust in God. And I understand that some things have gone way overboard that the founding fathers probably didn't attend, um, or whatever, but you know, at least right now, and we still have the motto in God we trust. Now, now I will say that that motto came in the in, in the the twentieth century, so that was that wasn't originally on there, but somebody had put it on there. And you know, I always say if if you can't believe anything, at least believe your money. You know, and the more the, the more cash you have, like I got a bunch of bills here. I got, I got two twenties, five and a 10. If you give me more, I'll have more money. In fact, some, I, I heard somebody today, you know, they, they were talking about that. What we don't realize is that touching this money, we could actually spread disease. So what they were encouraging everyone to do is put their money in a Ziploc bag, put an envelope and mail it to, to them and they would dispose of it. So if any of you are concerned about passing the virus or whatever, you can please give me your cash and, and I'll dispose of it for, for, for you. And that way you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, if you want to give me your credit cards could cost things. If you want to give me your debit card or whatever, just tell me your PIN number and, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it all out. Um, that's a joke, okay? I don't really. Um, put up the cash. Cash is okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the thing is, you know what? We should trust in God. You know, now I normally talk about this when it comes to healing. Um, but, you know, at all times, no matter what we're going through. I mean, I don't know how many times that I've gotten a situation, you know, and, you know, understand we're all natural. I mean, every one of us is natural, and, you know, and the first thing, you get in a situation, and your mind goes, what am I going to do? 
How am I going to fix this? Now, thank God that, that I have been brought up with the message of faith because whenever I, my brain says, how am I, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? All of a sudden, on the inside, I remember my, my favorite scripture, have faith in God. That so you know what? I, even when I don't know what to do, God's going to get me through it. God's going to get me through it. Now, what God doesn't say, well, when you have faith in God, you're going to figure it out. He just says have faith in God. See, what happens is, is we, we think that having faith in God somehow gives us the ability to figure out our issues and problems. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it, it's just, that, you know, like I said, the Bible says to ask. The Bible says to believe. It doesn't say you're going to figure it out. Now, sometimes, I mean, the Lord does lead us through that. Actually, let's just go to, to Proverbs. Proverbs um, chapter 3. I actually didn't even bookmark it here. I usually bookmark things, but for some reason I didn't. But I know where the scripture is. Proverbs chapter 3, um, verses 5 and 6. And like I said, almost any scripture that, that I, I minister on, I could quote. But I like to turn there in your Bible. Because, you know, sometimes it's good to actually see it in your Bible. And I like to actually highlight it. And I mean, inside mine's highlighted in my, my Bible. I know it's a digital Bible, but it's still highlighted. And sometimes people ask me, because some of my scriptures, I highlight some scriptures in, in green, some scriptures in pink. And, and what, what's your method? I haven't figured my method out. I, I don't know my method. I just know sometimes that, that, I, that I want, you know, I want to highlight some, some differently. And I, I just do, haven't figured my method out yet, but there is a method to my madness or whatever, but, but I don't know. But here it is in, in uh, yellow, yellow letters in, in my Bible. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So, you know, notice it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It doesn't say trust in the Lord with half your heart, with 80% of your heart. It says, you know what? When you give it to God, you give it to God. You give him everything. Now, we have another scripture we read in the New Testament is cast your cares upon the Lord. Everyone read that scripture? Now, most of the time when we think about cast, we think about fishing. And I just saw on Facebook that my, my middle son, Blake, just really caught a really nice bass today. About I don't know how big it was. And it wasn't this big. I will say that. It was about, about this big. I don't, he probably threw it back because he normally just catches and releases it. Um, unlike my dad. My dad actually, you know, a lot of times, even the whole family, we'll go fishing. We'll catch a bunch of stuff, a bunch of fish. Usually we fish for crappie. We go to, we go, um, to Eufaula Lake, usually fish for crappie. In fact, my, my, my dad and my, my, my boys um, all went the other day and put some evergreen trees down in the lake and, you know, get ready for crappie season. And so what they'll do is they'll go and buy, catch a bunch of crappie. And then usually they'll bring them home. You know, sometimes we have a fish fry, but a lot of times they, we don't, we, for whatever reason, we just don't have time. So they'll bring them home and they'll put them in the freezer. And five years later, they'll still be in the freezer. Um, <laughs> quite literally, around the year 2000, actually, um, um, my mom wanted something in the deep freeze. And I went to go in there. I said, Mom, this fish, because the least market, this says 1994 on this, this fish. I mean, you know, maybe we should throw it out, you know. <laughs> But that's okay. Someone told me the other day, you know, you know, because people have been really raiding the grocery stores. You know, the, you know, we're 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 having the tea, the toilet paper shortage of 2020 right now is going on. <laughs> you know, 
I, no one's figured out yet. No one knows why, why, why the, you know, but, you know, you know, but um, I, I, I want to let you know, just making it your own toilet paper mask is not going to f- prevent the coronavirus. Um, um, somebody actually said the other day, said, I used to be about p- really picky about what kind of toilet paper I bought, but, you know, not in 2020. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, so, um, but um, somebody the other day was saying, you know, they weren't afraid about, about this. They said they still have food left over from, from Y2K, so they're, they're okay. <laughs> You know, you know that because they told you in Y2K get get food that is not going to spoil or whatever. So they still have it on the shelf, and kind of sounds like my canned goods. You know, <laughs> and this is sad to admit, but I will. I'm going to admit this that the other day we were having a canned food drive. I mean, that's probably I think in the winter time they were having a canned food drive and tell, encourage people to bring cans. So I went and looked at all my cans, and I'm like, I'm going to go buy new cans because most of my cans, my canned food's already expired or been there long enough, and I'm sure it probably tasted okay, but, you know, I wouldn't eat it myself, so I figured I'm not going to give it to somebody else. So, so I, I went to Walmart and bought me new cans to be able to give them the canned food drive because, and I have a ton of, I mean, not, not a ton, but I have a bunch of canned food in, in my, um, <laughs> my pantry. But anyway... But we think about cash, we think about fishing, all right? Now, if, if you fish, you know, you normally cast it, and hopefully you don't stick it in the tree or, or something like that, but we cast it, and then you know what we do next? We start to reel it in slowly, and eventually reel it back in. I think that's what we do a lot of times, you know, with our cares. We cast it on the Lord, and then we reel it back in. Because we found out, you know what, if we actually give the Lord our problems, then we have nothing to worry about. And then we would be bored. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, you know, I mean, we're living in a world right now without sports. And, and for me, that's really bad. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have to talk to my wife now. I mean, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> that's just joking. I mean, she's not actually going to talk to me. I don't know why. But anyway, um, um, in fact, I read the other day, someone says, you know, you know, day two without sports, and I found this nice lady sitting on my couch, and I found out that I'm actually married to her. Um, so, um, you know, and it's kind of that bad sometimes. I mean, you know, uh, you know, most people are concerned about the coronavirus. I'm mad that March Madness is closed down. So I'm, with, I'm like, you know, in the, in the NBA, you know, my son was at the game the other day. Actually, he was right behind Donovan Mitchell, who was out there with the, the virus, um, and, um, you know, he's like, man, good thing I didn't give him a high five or anything like that. But I got pictures of him dunking the ball and all kinds of things, you know. And so, um, so that was pretty crazy, um, you know. But, you know, we, we live in a crazy world right now. And so, I mean, nothing surprises me. I mean, it's point, you know, I mean, you know, this happens, that happens. I'm like, you know, but doesn't the Bible talk about stuff like this? Doesn't it say in the last days it talks about famines and, and floods and pestilence and, and all kinds of things? I mean, you know, at some point in time, I mean, you know, I, I know we've been saying this for all my life. I'm, I'm 50 years old, and all my life I've been talking about we're living, you know, we're living the last days. But, but I believe we're getting closer and closer and closer. I believe we see signs of the times, and, you know, and, and I know it's freaking a lot of people out. But, you know, if we really read our Bible, we should expect it. You know, and once again, the scripture I read, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. You know, one way he tries to destroy us is, remember, we, we talked about that God does not give us a spirit of fear. Well, that comes from the devil. Yes. And so the, the devil is trying to put pandemonium in, 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 in. You realize that 
I mean, right now he's, he's attacking our economy. I mean, you know, you know, and as these government, and I get it, I understand people trying to prevent stuff. I think some people are going a little overboard. You know, there are two cases in, in, your, in your whole state and you're closing down everything. I mean, you know, some, some of the states now are closing down all restaurants, um, you know, for two weeks. All restaurants, uh, bars you don't care about, but casinos probably still go open because, you know, that's okay. Actually, you know what? Technically, I'm just going to be honest with you. Technically, like here in Oklahoma, the state has no control about the, over, the, over the, the tribes. The tribes control their own land. So that's why we can't close the casinos. Now people have been asking about that. Do you realize that's up to the tribes, not, not up to the state? And so some of you haven't thought about that, but that, that's really the you know, reasons. Now, in, in, in some, some states, that they are controlled. But in Oklahoma, in a lot of states, are controlled by, by the tribes. And so that would be a tribal thing. And I'm going to tell you that... The tribes will never come together and decide anything. I'm, I'm going to tell you that because I've been on a call with the tribes. When we were doing tornado relief and whatever, um, they put us on with all the leaders of all the tribes. And we had, had, had told them that we would help them, um, you know, distribute money to, to different people. It says, as we're doing tornado relief, you know, we, we would help, you know, whatever. And what they wanted us to do is knock on the door and says, okay, are you, what tribe are you a member of? And then we would, I said, you know, we're not going to knock on the door and say, well, if you're not a member of a tribe, we're not going to help you. Oh. And so and if you're a member of this tribe, and so I was, we were on a call, conference call. They were yelling at me. And so the, the guy who got us on, who's actually one of the leaders of one of the tribes, I'm not, I won't say, I'm not going to, you know, what tribes. And he goes, this is how it is every time we ever have any tribal meetings. This, this guy's actually one of the, the big wigs here in, in the state and actually the the, what do you call it? The liaison for all the tribes. And he goes, it's like this every time. So the tribes never work together. So I'm going to tell you, you know, the tribes will have their own independent decisions, not, not, not everyone together. And so, you know, it's just the way it is. It's how people are, you know. And so, but when it comes to trusting in the Lord, trust him with all your heart. And don't reel, don't reel back in your, your, your fears. Don't reel back in your, your things. Now, my, um, you know, of course, obviously, we always have two grandfathers, Right. And so my mom's dad um, was a Pentecostal pastor, and his, the last church he pastored was in Garland, Texas. He pastored that one for 41 years. He pastored a number of other churches, um, but the last one, he was there for 41 years. And um, so at that one, um, I had the chance a number of times to, to attend services there. In fact, in the summertime, I usually would go, go stay with him for a couple of weeks. I don't know, I guess my parents were tired of me, and they wanted to get rid of me for a couple of weeks, send me down to Dallas or whatever. And so, I mean, I don't know, it seemed like every summer that I, I spent a couple of weeks with them. Um, um, and so, but I'm here to tell you that every Sunday night at their church, and probably a lot of people have been to churches like this, every Sunday night at their church, um, after, you know, we preach, they preach or whatever, then everybody would come down to the altar. And they'd be crying and boo-hooing, lay, you know, laying all their, their problems down. You know, I'm a little kid, so I'm here listening to every, every other people. You know, it turned out that there was one lady, I'm not going to, she's probably no longer alive anymore. But anyway, I was there three weeks in a row and every week she said the same thing and she, and she was getting rid of the same problems. I'm thinking, what do you do? Take your problems with you and come back the next week to, you know, I got to have them for next week so I can come, I have something to do next week. And so I'm not making fun of them coming down to the altar. That's okay. But you know what? If you're really going to give your, your, your problems to the Lord, let's really give them to the Lord. Let's actually cast our cares upon the Lord. And that's what it comes down to say, trust the Lord with all your heart. I mean, you say, you know, God, you're in control of this situation. So here it is. 
Here's my problem, whether it's a healing, whatever it might need. But then the next scripture says, and this is, I like the scripture, it says, or next part of the verse, it says, and lean not your own understanding. Well, what does that mean? That you know what, whenever you trust the Lord with all your heart, then how it's going to happen, you might not understand. How he takes care of it, you might not, you might not understand how it's going to work. But you've got to trust God anyway. You've got to have faith in God anyway. And so there's been people that have told me, say, they've actually come and talked to me and said, Craig, I, I just want to, can you explain? I don't really understand how, how faith works. And I said, well, then you understand. They're like, no, you, I, I just said, I don't understand. I don't get it. And so I said, no, you must have it because if you don't understand, then you get it. Well, how do I get it if I don't understand? And I take them to the verses, lean not to your own understanding. So it means don't depend on your own brain. That's basically what it says. Don't depend on, on what your thought life says. Don't depend on what people tell you. You have to depend upon your trust in the Lord. Are you trusting in God or you're not trusting in God? And, and when it, in essence, I always point out when it comes to God, when it comes to believing God, when it comes to having faith for healing, finance, or whatever, basically to believe or not to believe is your, is your question. That's the question. That, that really comes up to you. Do you believe or you don't believe? So if you trust him with all your heart and you're not trying to figure it out, then it says also in, in all, it says right here, in all your ways acknowledge him. So you know what? Tell everyone, hey, whenever they're talking, they're saying stuff and they're like, well, what's going on? I said, I'm just trusting God. Yeah, but, but I don't, how's that working? I don't know, but I'm just trusting God. Yeah. I mean, keep acknowledging him. You know what? I'm trusting God. God has him in control. Well, how does he have him in control? God, just don't worry about God's got it here. God's got, he has it under control. But how's that working? It's not for you to figure out. It's, it's for God to figure out. Amen. Remember, I, I talked about, you know, whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, he's going to do it. He doesn't say figure out, he said ask. It goes on to say he'll direct your path, you know, because sometimes he'll actually say, you know what? Just do this. Just do that. You know, and, you know, he'll direct your path. Now, the New Living Translation kind of says it this way. It doesn't kind of say it. It does say it this way. Um, it's pink in my Bible, by the way, just want to let you know. Got yellow before it, too. So um, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So do not depend on your own understanding. I don't, I don't care whether you understand it or not. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Let's, let's be honest, okay? Do you really, are, are you, do you really know how that Jesus was born of a virgin? Remember, that's impossible, right, to be born of a virgin. Now, I was a youth pastor for a while, and I had two kids that, 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 that claimed that they had a virgin birth. Finally, the dad showed up at some point in time, okay? So, so that doesn't happen, okay? So that really kind of sounds impossible, right? You know, and, and then, you know, the whole thing, and well, well how, how, how does someone die on the cross and then arise on the third day? How, how does that happen? I don't know. We celebrate Easter every year, though. But, you know, but, you know, you know, we celebrate Easter every year and no one figured, tried to think, well, this is how it happened. You don't know how it happened. And, and how did Jesus go down to hell and, and defeat the devil and take away the, the keys? And how is he at the right hand of the Father, but, but the Spirit of the living God's in your heart? Because you ask him to come in your heart. You know, you tell me, you explain all that and I'll explain how faith works. But I will say this, you know, I've had people, you know, I've never had someone tell me, said, we know... Craig, when I came to get saved and I asked him in my heart, you know, um, I don't know if I really got saved. 
I mean, no, no one's ever told me that. You know, they believed because the, they, they used their faith to get saved. But I've had a lot of people say, I don't know how to get healed. It's the same faith that saves you. It's the same faith that heals you. You do it the same way. You simply say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, and have what you say. Whenever you ask him to come in your heart, you ask him to come in your heart. You said it with your mouth. You, you believe that he came in your heart. Now, you know what? I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of times, whenever, you know, especially someone that, that's, you know, I, I, I was in church all my life. So I didn't have the same experience some of you guys did. Some of you guys were lived like a heathen. And, you know, and then you came to God and you had the boo-hoo cry, you know, experience. And, you know, and, I mean, you, you could feel something. How many had one of those experiences whenever you felt something? When God came in, you felt something. All right, so, so because you feel something, you know, but we're not moved by feelings. But because you felt something whenever, whenever the Lord came into your heart, that you think now that any time you pray, you should feel something. And, so, and that's the thing, but, you know, but we sing a song, even when I don't see it, it's working. Even when I don't feel it, it's working. You know, the Lord's working in, in, in our life whether we feel it or not. We're not moved by what we feel. But, but we have to know that we can trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. You know, we don't have to understand everything. And, and you know, it, that's, it, it is kind of hard because I'm the kind of guy that want to understand. I want to understand everything. All right. Um, you know, I always claim to be a Googleologist. I mean, I, I Google stuff that most people don't really care about. I mean, I want to get, I want to figure out stuff. I, I like to figure out things. I, I'm, I'm just that kind of person. I want, you know, but when it comes to, to God, I, 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 I've figured out that I can't figure out everything. I, I, I don't know how it works, but what I do know is that it works. Amen. Now, going back to Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. One, another translation says, have the faith of God. Um, so what is the faith of God? Well, the Lord brought me back to Genesis 1, 1. The earth was null and void. And God said, let there be light. And the next part is, and there was light. Now, why was there light? Because God said it. You know, actually, if you want to go a step further, God said it with his mouth. He believed in his heart and he had what he said. That's the same thing that's ha- that happens in Mark 11, 23 and 24. But see, if our faith is not in God, nothing's going to happen. And that's why it's so important to have our faith in God. Because a lot of people have faith in their pastor, have faith in some other person, have faith in their parents, or, or they're, trying to, they're trying to quote the, you know, all the, they're, they're going through the 99 steps that someone wrote down for them. You know, and I always, I always, you know, stuff like, you know, put your right foot in, put your right foot out, put your right foot in and shake it all about. You know, so you know, he's over there singing the hokey pokey. See, that's why you get a music person. They want to sing. Um, but, you know, and I, I kind of make fun of that, but that's kind of how it is. When, you know, with some, some of our, you know, we're like, well, here's seven steps. And I'm, I'm not, we, we have all kinds of books about these, all these steps. And it's okay to have steps. But the, the most important part is just believe. Just believe. Well, how's that going to work, Craig? I don't know. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. It's not about me to figure out how it works. I don't know how the light came on. I, I don't know what God did. When God, when God said, let there be light, did he, I don't know what happened. You know, the scientists want to tell me that there's a great big boom. I, I don't know. Maybe some planet exploded and made the sun. I, I don't know what really happened. But point is, when God said, let there be light, the sun appeared. And I thank God when the sun appears. 
especially after it's been cloudy days for many times. I liked it when the sun appears. But, but I mean, you know, think about this. I, I know I'm a little weird, but I'm thinking about what, what if I was there on that day? And, the, you know, see, you see, a, I mean, imagine how the earth looked. It was just a dreaded old thing. And then God said, let there be light and everything. The whole world changed because God said something. And then Mark 11 says, says, you know what? Just like God said, we can, we can say something. We can say to a mountain, it has to move. That seems impossible, right? But once again, lead not to your own understanding. How is that going to happen? I don't know how it's going to happen. God, God didn't tell me how it happens. He said, just say it. Just believe. And have what you say. Just that simple. And, and so, you know, I always point out this because in today's 21st century, I have to point this out. Notice God didn't say, let there be light, and then he called a fast. And he began to fast and pray for 40 days and 40 nights. And at the conclusion of his fast, there were light. There was light. That didn't happen. Now, if you want to have a fast, and I, that's fine. But, you know, God didn't have to have a fast to turn the light on. And you don't have to have a fast in, in order to, to have your prayers answered. Then some people actually, they pray preach like this. God said, let there be light. And then after he gave a $1,000 faith offering to himself, you know, one of those that really hurt, maybe he needed to give 10000 because 1000 didn't hurt him enough. You know, you got to give big. In fact, you know, you might not have you know, $10,000 put on your credit card, you know, or whatever. I mean, that, you know, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people say. But you know what? You don't have to have, give, you don't have to give money for, for the, God didn't give money, neither do you. Now, if you want to give, nothing wrong with giving. But some people are trying to say, well, if I give enough, God's going to meet my need. No, he's going to meet your need if you say it with your mouth, believe in your heart and have what you say. As long as your faith is in God and God we trust, all we got to do is trust in the Lord with all our heart, not, not half our heart. You know, um, and I, I've told you here, if you get a hold of your dictionary, the, the, the Webster's New World Dictionary, the second definition of faith is an unquestioning belief. Unquestioning belief. So when people are standing in faith, if they're asking, when is it going to happen? That's a, when's a question. It's not faith, according to the dictionary. Why is it not happening? That's a question, not faith. Well, how come it hasn't happened? Another question, not faith. See, faith, the definition of faith is unquestioning belief. You know, whenever you say it, you believe. Why do you believe? Because you know what? My faith is in God. I don't know how it's going to work. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. But I do know the Bible says that I can believe God. And it will come to pass. The scripture we talked about, whatever you ask in my name, Jesus says, I will do it. It's just that simple. Only believe. Going to Mark chapter 9. Mark the ninth chapter. Mark Chapter 9, verse 23, Mark 9, 23, and also I'm sure you can quote this there, says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now notice there's a, there's a big, big word here at the beginning. It says, if, if, if you can believe. Jesus didn't say, if I can believe. He said, if you can believe. He didn't say, if your pastor can believe. He said, if you can believe. See, ultimately, what he's saying, it's up, it's up to you. If you can believe, then what's going to happen? 
All things are possible. You realize the word all is, is an all-inclusive word meaning all? <laughs> meaning everything? All things. Well, well, all seems like that's, I mean, how, how can everything happen if I believe? I don't know. Lean not to your own understanding. See, that the thing is, is that we in America and other Western countries have been, I would say, educated. You know, and, and, and I, I do believe in education. I mean, I, I have my bachelor's degree. I, I really wanted to go further, and I thought about it many times. And it's, you know, it's not about the money. It's about the time, all these kind of things. And like, well, what good? Am I going to get a better job? You know, and stuff. But, but I do believe in education. I, I, I like education, although sometimes some schools, I think, educate things wrongly. But, but, you know, I like to learn. And I do believe in education. But, you know, all my life, they, they, they t- told me to, like in math, always to show my work and, and always to figure out science. They tell me how to figure it out and stuff. And when it comes to God, I can't, always, I can't figure it out. You know, you explain to me how, how God, first of all, can, can be how God, you know, you're God's favorite. Everyone here is God's favorite. How, how, does, how does God not have favorites but have everyone their favorite? I mean, I know my grandmother, my mom's mom, told all the grandkids and, every, and all the kids that I was her favorite. I mean, she just wouldn't even lie about it. At least most grandparents would lie about it and say, well, we love you all the same. But God really loves you all the same. Well, how's that work? I mean, because I know growing up with my grandfather, I will tell you, most Christians believe that God loved Brother Hagin more than anybody else. But that's not true. That's not, according to the word, he didn't. You say, yeah, but, but he talked to him more. Well, maybe because he talked back. Maybe if you start talking back, then, then he would talk to you too. You know, I'm kind of being funny about it, but, but, you know, we're all the same. God wants to meet your needs just like he wants to meet my needs. You know, and, and so I can't always figure everything out. I, I don't know how, how God's able to answer everybody's prayers. I mean, think about, you know, you know the billions of people uh, on this planet, and um, he's able to hear everybody at the same time. I mean, it's confusing enough when three of your kids are trying to talk to you at the same time. You know, or have you ever been in a room with a bunch of people and everyone's like, talking, even a restaurant, a lot of times you go to a restaurant and it's so loud because everyone's talking and it's like, I mean, like, man, you know, my brain's going over because I want to hear, I'm kind of a snooper. I like to hear everyone's conversation and when everybody's talking, I can't hear everyone's conversation at the same time. You know, it's like, you know, it's brain overload, you know? And so, but you know, there's no brain overload with God. He can handle it. He can handle all your problems, all my problems. I mean, you know, I think I got enough problems. I mean, you know, I'm all God can handle. But no, I mean, I mean, God can handle so much more. You know, and think about in, in, in light of somebody else's problems, sometimes your problems are no problem. You think when you put things in perspective, you know, you're believing God for $2,000. I mean, I mean, th- this guy, if he doesn't heal, get healed of cancer tomorrow, he's dying. I mean, you know, his problems are a whole lot worse than yours. You know, just because you can't go buy toilet paper, then that's a big problem, and that might be a really big problem. You know, but, but, you know, ultimately, at some point in time, I do know that a truck's going to restock. And if you get there, you know, it's kind of like the toys. Remember Christmas time, you know, when there was the hot toy of the season, and you're trying to get it for your kid or your grandkid or whatever, fighting all the, all the crowds. It's kind of like the same thing. Now, you've got to get there in line, get there early. I remember I was, um, 
want to buy the hot game system for my kid one time. I got the best buy actually an hour before it opened and got in line. They got a little, they gave me his first, first serve. Well, pretty soon I guess that, you know, that's going to, well, Walmart used to never close. Now they're going to close now. So that way you can get in line and be the first ones in. So um, this too shall pass. All right. I mean, you know, I think we need to calm down and trust God. I think that's a really good word right now. Just calm down and trust God. You know, and I said, you know, I, I know that it seems that for the next couple of weeks they might ban you from everything, you know, you know, except for maybe your, your, your wife or your husband. You don't get banned from them. Um, and so, you know, maybe it's a good time to spend time with your family. Talk, you know, do things we haven't done before. Actually talk, you know, and, and. I know it's crazy, but God's still on the throne and we can trust him with all our heart and we, we, we can lean not to our own understanding and all our ways and all of him and he'll direct our path and he'll show us what to do. We're going to make it. We're going to get through this. You know, when, um, like I said, I don't know how many times they've been going through situations, circumstances and, you know, like most of us, I'm griping about it or complaining about it. Then all of a sudden it hit me one day. I was, I was actually, um, here recently, I'm going to be honest, um, back in, um, in January, um, I got a pretty bad case of the normal flu, okay? Um, and I wasn't feeling good. I'm thinking, man, <laughs> just probably a bad thing. I'm thinking, well, that coronavirus can't be any worse than the flu I had the other, you know. So I was, I was going through, and, I, and I, I'm going to let you know, I mean, just like a lot of us, the first three days, I'm just griping and complaining the whole time and really not actually using my faith. Just because that's what we do. Then all of a sudden, it hit me one day. You know what? Jesus Christ didn't take the stripes on his back. He didn't die on the cross for me to sit around, you know, hurting and complaining. The Bible says that by his stripes I was healed. And I began to confess, you know, that, that I don't have this flu anymore. And, you know, and I'm going to walk in health. And, you know, sometimes it does. Even a lot of us, it takes a couple of days, you know, it's because we're just human. And so I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this, not, you know, not, not, not to belittle myself, but to let you know, we all do it. We all do it. You know, and, and even though, but those first three days, I was, I was believing God, but kind of, I, really, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if I really was, because I really wasn't having, the, I, I was in the questioning and not, not really in the faith. And, and, and I was mad. I, I'm, I'm letting you know I was actually mad because um, um, at that time, even before, I mean, I was washing my hands before hand washing was even, it was even, um, you know, popular. Um, and, and actually, at that point in time, I was actually at, at a big event where a lot of people have, have known, actually, they, they call it the Chili Bowl flu with um, my, my, my son, Kumita, a race called the Chili Bowl. Um, and a lot of people, it's in wintertime, first of all, it's cold and people get sick and you know, but I will say, you know, I did wash my hands. I did. I, I was pumping up on vitamin C. I took the elderberry thing. I never had took an elderberry, but say people say get I did vitamin C, elderberry, and I still got sick. But I will tell you, I shook hands with I don't know how many people that week. People from all over the country never thought about that. You know, you know we didn't think about the chicken wing bump and all these kind of things. And you know, I mean, because I come, you know, and so I was kind of mad. I actually was mad. Because, you know, I, I'm mad at all these people that, that were telling me, hey, you need, you need to get your immune system all built up and all. I'm like, they're a bunch of liars. You know, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was washing my hands. I'm using hand sanitizer. I'm doing everything that they tell me to do. But I'm washing hands with people. I will say, I don't know how many people I shook hands with that week. 
You know, and, and you know, people were coughing and doing all kinds of stuff. And, and all, all, all of a sudden, we you know, have motors going on in, in an enclosed building, which is not really good for your respiratory system. And that's why I had a, one of my racing friends the other day said, um, said, they asked him if he was worried about the virus. He said, no, I've been training for 25 years in Tulsa, um, you know, with, for respiratory um, problems. So, so anyway, um, but I got the flu, on the, what we call the chili bowl flu, and it wasn't pleasant. But you know what? Sooner or later, I decided that, that I was going to kick the flu out. You know, I was going to eradicate that. And, you know, and um, actually later on, I did a situation where I actually ran a fever, but I had no symptoms. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't sick or whatever. I actually stayed home because, you know, but I had a fever and, and no, I wasn't coughing. I wasn't snotting. I wasn't doing anything, you know, but I had a fever or whatever. Um, that's about when the coronavirus hit. I'm like, well, maybe that's what this is. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I didn't get tested, you know, by the way, because they didn't have any tests at that time. But you know what? We're all going to make it. Amen. We're all going to survive. You know, we just need to put our faith in God. Amen. Amen. Amen.